0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Yeah, three times in a row, is a big success, you know? It's the consistency and uh, being there every day. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. I think we struggled in the first minutes and the last ones. They had the two clear chances, the first minute with a header and the corner. But uh, we, we played really well, especially second half with the 2-1. That sometimes you, doesn't, you don't know if you attack or you just keep the result. And instead of that, really good. Uh, hope we have to score more. But the game, the game was good. Yes, we are defending with four, you can do it. With five is more difficult. We didn't know it. They play with five in the back or four in the back. But uh, yeah, with Jaden and, and Phil was was clinical there. And uh, yeah, big success, second title of the season after the. Sup- super cup. comedy shield in this title So it's so nice
0: Off the Ball kicks off now on BFM 89.9
2: Man City boss Pep Guardiola After his side defeated Aston Villa To lift the Carabao Cup uh, It is the Monday show with me, Ross This is Off the Ball And in the studio with me We've got Kishnan here Hello, hello Hello, Keish. He's fresh back from JDT Catching the MSL, we'll talk about that later. Nicholas Anil is also here.
3: Pep sounds like he has a sore throat, Ross. I, I think he's he very different. He did a <laughs> lot of shouting. Yeah. A bit of a Mancunian
0: accent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he?
2: Sort of Catalan Mancunian. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Marais is also here. Hello, hello. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. It's BFM Football. Let's talk about Man City first. They secured their third League Cup win in succession. It's the fourth in five years, we might have to rename it again <laughs> to the Citizens' Cup or something. <laughs> Seriously. Don't
0: start, Ross. Don't start. <laughs>
2: but it's total
0: domination of this tournament, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we know the the, the kind of quality that they have within the squad. Um, you know, some teams take this this competition a bit lightly uh, by, by fielding the second second string squads, uh, but you look to the final and and, and City, you know they, they don't have a weaker squad, do they? Um, <laughs> you know they can leave out afford to leave out the likes of uh, De Bruyne, Silva. Um, and you know still still be able to feel quality players in in, in those positions I mean you, you look at Gabriel Jesus, for example last weekend yeah. in the Champions League uh, last week sorry in the Champions League fantastic performance from him um you know and then you know he's he, he gets dropped to the bench someone like Aguero's quality arguably one of the best strikers that you know that's played in the premier mm-hmm, league mm-hmm. Uh, comes in his place and um and Phil Foden you know i mean what a talent we've been we've been hyping this this yep. kid up for the last yep. 2 3 years he took center stage and yeah. and, and Mad he, match yeah absolutely
2: absolutely a, a glimpse of city's future that one phil foden a bit about villa they they didn't embarrass themselves 2-1 is respectable i i
4: thought after, after the second goal went in i thought here we go this could be exactly, this could right, be another yeah. one you know like the kind of games that we usually see Man City completely dominating and running rampant and scoring goals for fun I, I genuinely thought that could happen uh, but I thought Villa responded well which yep. was impressive even after going 2 nil down yep. in a cup final most teams would have their heads down but a vast majority of the players just were very upbeat about about, about their chances even after going 2 nil down so the body language just was uh, really positive and the way they responded after that and got the deserved goal and I think in the second half there were even moments where they caused the you know a bit of scare to to City every now and then, um, and and it yeah. in the end, despite losing, I thought it was a it was a respectable scoreline for yep. a team like Villa, and more importantly, it, it, I mean, if I'm if I'm the gaffer, this is the kind of result, this kind of yeah. performance that I'm going to be using as a benchmark yeah. to, to show the players and to get yeah. the best yeah. Yeah. out of these players and remind them that you've got to be playing like this, mm. right? Because you can do it, and you have to do it if you want to stay in the Premier League. Mm.
2: But Nick, how good are, are this Man City side? Are, are they are they like the Liverpool of of the eighties? Good. Are they Alex Ferguson's Man United? Good. Are they Arsene Wenger's Invincibles? Good.
3: I think they've got a lot of character. Uh, it'd be very difficult to basically compare this Man City side to, to the Liverpool of the 80s or even to the Arsenal of, uh, of the early 2000s, the team which won the Invincibles because this City team, uh, while they have not really you know, uh, pushed Liverpool all the way in the league you can see character. But what, what they've, they've
2: won leagues. They've won leagues. They have. Yeah. They have.
3: But but particularly this season, I think the character has shown out tremendously in the last few weeks, especially on the back of that possible Champions League ban. How they have recovered, yeah. you know, to come yeah. away from yeah. that yeah. huge uh, away win against Real Madrid, you know, and to come up, come into this cup tie knowing that Aston Villa won't be pushovers, you know, and not taking anything for granted. And, and coming away with that victory, you know, at the end of that game, uh, Man City were pretty much just hanging on because Villa threw everything at them. And uh, you could see that they not only had the cap- capacity to score, but they also had the resilience to defend and and come away with another wonderful uh, league title.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, you've got to give uh, Villa credit. I think I think Man City obviously, you know, performed to, to how we expected. Um, but, but I think, you know, how Villa came out of the blocks from the start, you know, yeah. It was really impre- that's what impressed me yeah. I mean, they, they kind of, the first few minutes they really took the game to, to, to City um, you know Al Ghazi's header you know, w- was a great chance mm-hmm. uh, maybe should have done better and I think if it was Sumatra at the end of that yeah. you know, you know, it might have been better but um, you know you, you look throughout the uh, throughout the match and, and especially when it we went to 2-0 I mean you look at that goal and it's a very controversial goal it because, was, because yes. it, I mean, it, it was a result of a corner kick, which, which is not supposed to, which be a was not supposed to be a corner kick, <laughs> yeah, and it um, and you know, it, it's understandable that you know the the, the, the coaching staff and, and the players were, were going you know mad over it because it, it, it's such a decision, and you and, know, and, and it, it costs them eventually. And let's pause there and and say VAR
2: right now. Yeah, right. I, I'm sorry, but surely if you have the technology, these are the things we want you to correct. <laughs> I mean, right. It was quite no. Seriously, when that happened, when when wrong corners are are often yeah. awarded. No, no, no,
4: You're right. You're right. Goals often. You, you're resulted. absolutely right. But it, I, I'm just, I'm just flustered because it's a conversation that we we're going to keep having week yeah. in week well, out yeah. until that system is sorted out. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, I, in, agree. In I mean, I
0: think the the rule is that it's it's only used if it's a goal, um, uh, something yeah, in, the, in the penalty area, uh, penalties, handball, and, yeah, yeah, and those kind of and goal goal incidences, but. After that corner results in a goal, yeah. isn't it something that the they exactly. should yeah, right. have a look yeah. at? Because yeah. it's true. kind I, of a, it's kind of involved.
2: Wouldn't I, have I think you can't say what VAR can and can't be used for until you actually what we're doing now, we, we're investigating it, we're finding out it can be used for a lot more than draw the line off sides. Yeah, she, you know yeah. what I
0: mean? Which well, he doesn't do very straight <laughs> either. is
2: not very straight.
3: <laughs> now itself, VR is taking so much of stoppages, yeah, right? Yeah, Imagine yeah, yeah. if you just add more, more incidents uh, yeah, to, but, to be reviewed. But, I mean, uh, you know, if it, was, if it was,
0: if it was, if they gave a corner and, and you know, and nothing it resulted came of nothing. it. I don't yeah. think yeah. the team, team that, would that's protest. Fine. That's fine. I don't fine. think that's a
4: protestable point. Yeah. Either, right? And, and, and perhaps you do... Uh, like, like, you, if the concern is that you get too many stoppages in football, there you you could use methods
0: like like what they use in tennis, right? Well, With, I mean like that's, what, that's what that's what of calls yeah. for for every team uh, uh, per game. I mean that's what I, uh, for my suggestion when when this came out at the start of the season, I I always said but that was the we, way to go. We, we three saw, challenge three challenges for each team,
2: yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's
0: how they use it. And
2: we we saw we saw this week how I, I often think European VR is, is used better, but I saw yeah. the Europa League. I, I'm going to quote the United game here: the the mm. red card. It was a clear red card. Yep. The guy was walking. Yeah. He was stopped from going down the tunnel because the referee needed three minutes to make sure it was a red card. <laughs> and you're going like, what?
0: Well, well, you got that. And then you go back to the Premier League uh, the week before, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Hmm. and um, Red cards that uh, were it? not given. Yeah, yeah, red cards that weren't given. Yeah. And, so uh, and, it, and it, VAR which, looked at this which and it was you're... a leg breaker.
5: It was yeah. an absolute yeah. leg breaker. Which would you rather have, right? yeah. 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 Um, so, so so it's yeah. it's
0: so inconsistent in in so many different ways and and the sooner that I mean they they I think they've they've set a few things for next season uh, to come into place which was you know there's a margin um, you know in when it comes to offsides but. In terms of, you know, how it's used still, I mean, it, there's still some shocking decisions. Well,
2: yeah, no, we, we, that's us
0: in a job yeah. for a few years, <laughs> I,
2: I think, do you know what I mean? All right. So
0: again, just, just on this as well, I think, you know, uh, for Villa, Villa's point of view as well, they'll be very disappointed with, with the performance of Jack Grealish. You know, I was expecting a little big bit more game, from him. Yeah, yeah, big game. You know, and, and I think Villa could have done with you know someone like I mean, he, he's the guy that can make things happen for Villa.
3: Yeah. He, he was and, and he was the one I think they hyped up to the moon, right? Yeah, he, yeah. Was the mean, he was the English talent that yeah. was supposed to shine on this stage, and yeah. uh, and Phil Foden took took centre stage. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, and he was really good, Phil
2: Foden.
3: So, uh, 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 unfamiliar a, position. A couple of weeks
4: well. back, you asked us the question: whether it, whether it was James Madison or Jack Grealish yeah. to the Euros yeah. now.
0: Is it <laughs> either of them
4: or is it Phil Foden?
0: Exactly. Oh well, I mean with, nice one, with, nice one. With, with Phil Foden. It's it's just game time. I mean if, if this guy played, you know, thirty games no, a but, season. But, but the fact the the
4: fact is, despite him not having like there was a stat saying that Sergio Romero has got more minutes than Phil Foden in all competitions mm-hmm. this season. Now, despite not having that amount of game time, the fact that he was able to start uh he was able to Play at such a high level yeah. and influence the game the way he did last night. I mean, isn't that enough of a shout for someone like Gary Southgate yeah, to be yeah. considering yeah, yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good,
0: good. I mean, he could definitely be a wildcard for the Euros. Yeah. 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 There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, if they Walcott, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Surely Ford is much better at Walcott <laughs> at this stage. Yeah. And I think what what he demonstrated yesterday is, and it's a position that we haven't seen a lot exactly. of. Exactly, the He thing. played out. He played out on on the right. Yeah. Um. And it, you know. Southgate was watching that match. He was right there. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, f- no. no, he wasn't. So he, was, he, he was at His the Everton. Was there? He, he Steve was at Ron, I think was there. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, know what surprised me was, was
3: how, how,
2: but- how rapid. Uh, Phil Foden was I right. Mean, he's got, he's got, got everything. My target
3: didn't know where he, was, he <laughs> yeah. just yeah. kept looking.
0: It's, 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 it's his intelligence. Yeah, for yeah me, correct. I was just about to point that.
4: Yeah, I think yeah. the part that impresses me the most about Foden. I mean, obviously he's a great player. He's got terrific composure. He's mm. he's got an eye for a pass. Beautiful touch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. a Beautiful touch as well. But the one that impresses me the most is just his positional awareness yeah. and intelligence on and off the ball. And I think, as good as a player that he probably was. As a kid growing up, yeah. y- you can't begin to imagine the amount of impact that Pep, Pep would have just making, had on yeah. him mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of his intelligence on and off the ball, now, now decision for, making.
2: Now for the rest of the season, yeah. now yeah. now that, OK, let's face it, Liverpool have won the league, City are pretty safe for European
3: plays. Wouldn't you blood Foden in league games yeah. now? Right? I mean,
5: he, he has is, to, right?
3: I mean, he's proven himself on this stage, you know, um, over, over Bernardo Silva, over Kevin De Bruyne. That's a very bold move. By Guardiola, and he paid off. And there's there's no reason for him not to start yeah. for
5: and,
0: and especially with with David Silva going yeah, at the end of yeah. the season, you know, and, yeah. and you need to kind of blood him. I still don't think he's had enough games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, enough opportunities. I know Pep does want to make him the main guy to take mm, over next season, yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah. think they're going to go in for a replacement. Um, but this guy's got got it all, you know. He he really should be starting a lot more games for me.
2: Okay, uh, is Villa gonna escape the drop?
0: Oh, oh, this is difficult.
2: If I, they, I they, do want if to they say, play the way they did yeah. last night, well, them not being in action this weekend has pushed them down into <laughs> the, re- the yeah. bottom yeah. three. Yeah, so we'll talk about that later. Let's concentrate on some league action shock result after 44 games unbeaten or well, 43 unbeaten. They were going for the 44th, weren't they? Uh, Watford 3, Liverpool 0. Uh, Arsenal fans were, were most happy About this scoreline, I suppose But it was uh, Ismaila Sa. Um, whilst coronavirus is hitting Liverpool, uh, the world, <laughs> Liverpool's being hit by SARS. <laughs> so, uh, uh,
3: how, how long did you, did did you, did did you did come yeah. up with the execution of Slightly <laughs> Fluff
2: there <ass. laughs> that's, that's the beauty of live radio.
5: The rawness,
2: you know what I mean? It's like the Woodstock stuff. Well. <laughs> but okay, yeah, yeah, I mean. Shocking result for Liverpool, but hey, if a team can afford to lose
0: 3-0, it is Liverpool. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that buffer of 20-plus <laughs> points, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not really going to harm their their title charge. But, um, you know, I don't think any one of us would have seen this coming, you know, he- heading into the weekend. We, we've spoken about Liverpool and not being fantastic over the past few weeks, yeah, and, and yeah. even maybe the West Ham game, alarm bells yeah. were ringing, yeah. right? Yeah, it wasn't a great performance. I mean, uh, I think we all agree that they played better football last season than they yep. have this yep. season. But this season, they've just you know grinded out results. You know, they, they scored goals when they needed to. Um, they they had that ability to kind of lift themselves when when it was needed. But you know, you know, coming into to this game, it was always going to be um, you know a Watford side that needs points you know down at the bottom um, but the, it was the manner in which the performance that they put in absolutely
2: you know? the the, the defence um, Lovren had a terrible game Trent Alexander-Arnold <laughs> oh, gave the ball awful. away yeah, yeah gave the ball I away mean, for the and, and
4: that's the thing I mean I, I think we can all look at Watford and applaud the yeah. the fact that they were able to get a, a, an important win score the goals that they did and, yeah. and, and, and come off uh, the result looking like heroes. But I think this was a lot more about Liverpool yeah. dropping the ball completely. Yeah. Because a couple of those goals were yeah. defensive mistakes. But and there ask... were a lot of times, even even building up from the back and trying yeah. to create attacks, yeah. they just looked like luster. Sadio Mane wasn't able to receive the kind of support that he'd usually do. Trent, who's usually so excellent when it comes to his delivery, when it comes to his decision-making, just... just it almost felt like he just took his eye off the game so many times. I was so gonna captain times. him. I thought yeah. they're yeah. playing Watford, right? and, and, and I think <laughs> whether I think it was the second or the third goal, even Van Dyke switched yeah. off. Yeah, Van yeah. Van yeah. Van yeah. yeah. which yeah. you you'd rarely well, well, ever you got, see
0: that. Well, you got you know Trent giving the ball away for one of them. You got Van Dyke switching off. Yeah. You got Robertson switching off yeah. for, 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 for one of them. And, and then Lovren, Lovren having an absolute nightmare. <laughs> you know? Yeah, interesting stat. I think the last time Liverpool lost three nil or by three goals or something like that, Lovem was in the side. He should have brought uh, back for this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, they, they were missing, you know, players like Jordan but, Henderson who, who's been absolutely fantastic for yeah, them yeah, this exactly, season. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so I'm not sure how much that affected it but honestly, it, the, the way Watford played and, you know, the the... Um, how up for it they were. They didn't allow Liverpool to settle into the rhythm. Mm. Um, I just think, even with Jordan Henderson, you know, I think the result would have been the same. Maybe yeah. not 3 0, not but, 3-0, the, the, but I, I do think what for would have Well, not, the have worrying worked.
2: thing is you've got your star front line there and they all just, yeah. right? You know At I mean? one
0: point, they had
4: literally every single attacker on the pitch, yeah. including Minamino. He yeah. was on. Um, and and but they didn't really
0: create, did they? I exactly. Mean, yeah.
4: There was no creation. Firmino was so frustrated. Yeah. He just kept moving out to the flanks, trying to find some space. And this is going to be a defining moment for Liverpool, not just this weekend. They obviously lost to Atletico yeah. Madrid a couple of weeks yeah. ago in midweek. They've got Atletico Madrid coming up next.
1: Exactly. Um,
4: and well, Chelsea, Chelsea, first. In the FA ah, Chelsea Cup. first. Chelsea yeah. first, yeah. Yeah. Chelsea first yeah. yes, yeah. the FA yeah. Cup. And then there's the, the Atletico Madrid. These two
0: games, um, it's... I mean... Haven't they got Merseyside Derby as well? Uh, they got Bournemouth, I think, this weekend in the Premier League. Mm. The,
3: the Chelsea game would be very interesting because they've gone with kids throughout. Yeah. We don't yeah, know yeah, if club yeah, is yeah, going yeah. to go we'll, with we'll the tradition. We'll talk
2: about the FA
0: Cup later. Yeah. But OK, um,
2: is is this defeat to Watford going to mm. play on the minds of Liverpool with 10 games to go? No. 22-point nah. buffer is too nah. much. No, right? it's, it's
4: not so much about it's the league. Blip. It's more about how yeah. they let their season yeah. be defined. OK, yeah.
2: next uh, question is, Watford, are they going to beat the drop? Oh man,
4: I like like them to to see them. See them. I think they have. I think they have the most fight. Yeah, I I think they have have enough quality, and I think they've shown a lot of fight under under Nigel Pearson. Yeah. Not exactly sure if he's the man to take Watford to the next stage, but right now what they need is him. Okay. Just surviving yeah, the drop. And look, I think you look at the defeat against uh,
3: United. At, even before United scored, Watford yeah, were, yeah, yeah. were playing yeah, really yeah, well. I yeah. thought no, no, they no. should have at yeah, least gone goal up what, or even equalised. You know, well, that, well, that Troy D. was really vi- unfortunate. You just need to go back
0: out. to um, to to this match, the reverse fixture at Anfield. Yeah. Uh, I think that's when Pearson just took yeah. over, if I remember. Maybe his first game. And they looked good And they looked good. I mean, it was the two chances that they fluffed. Yep. You know, in the penalty area, uh, which ended up costing them. Um, so, I mean, they, they went, they started off well under the Pearson uh, era. Uh, it went a bit flat and lost, lost a few games. But I, I think, you know, the, we, we saw how important Troy Deeney is to this yeah. side. You know, when, you know, the early part of the season when they, they really did miss him, when he was out injured, took a while to get back to full fitness. Now he's back, he's firing Ismail Assar. You know, it's back in the squad after after injury. Decore is playing well. Yeah. The only one thing now for the relegation battle, they're going to miss Delafay. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, well,
2: he, he yeah he went off. Okay, look, if Watford survive, then it's most likely
0: that Bournemouth will be sucked in. Yeah, I think they're done. If if, if uh, they, there's there two, two teams, there's two teams yeah. which I I think are the Norwich, it's Norwich and and um, Bournemouth. Bo-
2: Bournemouth were two one up against Chelsea. Yeah. I, I thought, wow, corner turn, this is going to be a big win, yeah. a statement win, and then Alonso oh, just with
0: yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, another goal. Bournemouth have just been so yeah. flat this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I put it down. I mean, Ryan Fraser has been off form. The injuries have hit. Wilson them, right? Wilson's yeah. been injured. Yeah. They've had injuries at the back. Yeah. Ake has been yeah. missing for parts,
4: and I think. I think you can make an argument for when it comes to the modern game with the way players operate within dressing room with you know shorter attention spans for human beings in general I think you can you can you can you know maybe make that argument that a manager staying at a single yeah. club yeah. for too long, yeah. it gets detrimental at some it point. It gets stale. You need like everything short, else. sharp That's stints. It. It. I mean, you, you could see a manager being at a club for twenty years, maybe twenty years ago, do, ten years ago. Do you know how ago.
2: Fergie did it? He used to change his backroom staff every few seasons.
4: Yeah, but I, even that, I think it's 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 trickier now. Yeah. You, yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah. you know, you it, know, it, things are different with, with, with social media and and and, and this there's, 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 uh, people react and operate differently these days. And and it's just a lot more difficult to pay attention. I mean, even in the corporate culture... You don't see individuals or people working in the same company for a prolonged period like no. they used to in the past anymore. more. As leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Ezra.
4: I mean people jump people jump ship a lot more often these days, even in the corporate world, what not in the football <laughs> yeah, world, right? Yeah. You need you need to constantly keep people on their on, on their feet. You need to freshen well, up things around was, the dressing that was,
2: room. That was one of the questions I asked on, on Friday, uh, regarding Eddie Howe. I said, Does this look reflect badly on him and the fact that ambition-wise, He's yeah. never wanted anything else. Yeah. I mean he should have been gagging for that
0: Arsenal gig, right? Yeah. Making oh, a Everton. Or oh, Everton, oh, Everton yeah. right? I mean, there's always a danger when, when these managers also make the step up. We've seen it countless times, you know. True, yeah. Um, True. You know, but, you, I mean but good good good. But you don't money. know until you make the jump. You don't know until exactly, exactly. So you've got to take the risk. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just having a quick look through uh, Bournemouth's remaining fixtures, you know, like heading into the season. And they still gotta play Wolves, they've still gotta play United, still gotta play Spurs, still uh, gotta play Leicester, Liverpool still got to play weekend. City. and
3: that's all part of a tension. Yeah Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool this weekend. Liverpool the weekend. Um,
4: and and nah, Everton as well. Nah,
0: they're done, they're done. So, yeah. I mean, it's... it's I think you know, it's over. When
4: I mean, yeah. you
3: look at this game, apart from that five-minute spell which they had and they scored two goals, it was pretty much Chelsea all yeah. the way. And yeah. what it could have been, it could have been more than, than two goals. I just
4: hope whatever happens, this does not drown out... Eddie Howe. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential, and I'd love to see him back at a new club.
2: All right, brilliant stuff. We're going for our first break. Enough cherry popping for now. (laughs) (laughs) Stick with us. Back right after this. Where's the try
5: And he's always prepared to give it a go. Off the ball on BFM eighty nine point nine. Captain, leader, legend. Off the ball on BFM 89.9.
2: Hey, Thanks for sticking with us. Keish, Nick and Craig here. We're talking about West Ham 3, Southampton 1. A win for the Hammers, a win for David Moyes. This was actually good fun, this game. I watched this game. Jared Bowen, their £20 million signing in January from Hull, uh, was given his first start. He played on the right, very useful, scored a goal and... Sebastian Haller, oh, the, the, <laughs> the confidence a goal gives you. Right? He, he was terrible <laughs> leading up to the goal. But as soon as he scored, his second move after the goal yeah. was a Rabona through yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's amazing.
5: It's
4: oh, Sebastian Halle. I, I'm happy for him. Um, I was a big fan of him in the Bundesliga last year. He had this really good partnership going on with Luka Jovic and another striker that I, I just can't recall at the moment. But the front, that that three, were, they were really terrific with Frankfurt. And I always thought that Haller was going to go to either um, a bigger club in the Bundesliga yeah. or maybe to a bigger club in, in the Serie a or even Spain. But he came to the Premier League and I thought he was going to be a hit. Hmm. But obviously it didn't work out like it didn't for a lot of the number nines that were brought in this yeah. year. Joel Linton and a, yeah, and a few yeah, others. But, but it's, it's good to see him scoring again. Uh, maybe it's just the case of West Ham. Um, I don't know whether it's this season or the next. They just need to find the right system well, to get the best that, out of it.
2: That's it. I think in this particular game, West Ham got players closer mm. to Haaler. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, all but Fami Martins. Uh, no, but Fanny, Fanny, Martins? Michael Obafami. <laughs> Michael, Michael yeah. Obafami. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's
4: from the <laughs> Why not? Let's talk about that. Uh, like, you want Pablo Engel then? <laughs> no,
2: Michael Obafami looked good. I thought, uh, yeah. Michael Antonio, who was, was, good, who was yeah, also yeah. trying yeah. yeah. when yeah. I say Michael, but, but Mikel Antonio, um, he was quite frightening when he's yeah. on when I mean, he's, he's on
0: form. He's such a good player. I right. mean, yeah, he's strong, but he's quick, but he's just so injury-prone at the moment. <laughs> he and, looks and, like yeah. he is injury prone, and, well. and it looks like every sprint he's going to do, he's going to tear a hamstring, <laughs> yeah. or, or, you know, something like that. And, and I feel for him because Apparently he I drove know, into someone's house a, yeah, m- a month ago he's, or something he's, like that. His its just like—it's like, <laughs> like what's going he's So on, erratic right? off the pitch as well. But I mean, this guy over the last two years, yeah, I love his story. By the way, you know, he's come from the lower leagues. You know, he's come made it all the way up. And and you know he's made such an impact. And you know, like you know, two or three years ago, it was called for him to be in the England team. Mm. And you know, so he started off at right back at where You know, at West Ham, then he moved to right right wing, and then now he's made himself uh, a striker. Um, and he's and he's just got that ability to play anyway. He's got so much going for him: strength, speed. Um, and it was just such a shame to see him injured uh, these last couple of years, but. You know, it's only his second goal this season for for West Ham. You know, and that says a lot. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just hope that he gets back to him because he's such an asset, and and West Ham really need any anyone that yeah, can I think West know, get have them f- goals and energy and and that kind of thing. You know, I kind of want them to stay up. I really.
3: really I mean, if they haven't suffered with so many injuries yeah, to so yeah. many key players, I think they would be just way I don't better. Like the you know, That's you look at like the likes of yeah. Yarmolenko, yeah. Lanzini, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. who 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 were absolutely pivotal players if they are yeah. on form and yeah. Yeah. and you know uh, i think i i really hope that this is the this is the turning point for david Moyes. Yeah. Uh, as as you mentioned a different sort of uh, approach now it's a bit more direct with heller you can see that physicality that he has you know yeah. and hopefully this goal will give him some sort of confidence to
0: i mean they really they really need something because you know west ham if you didn't know already is my second team and i follow them quite closely um and it's just been Year after year, it's poor investments, poor appointments um, that have not, not all, sometimes not all at the same time. You know, oh. I, th- I thought the Pellegrini appointment was a really <laughs> mm. good one. You I mean, know? but some of the signings but as well, when the signings, the signings been, were made, yeah. Yeah,
4: we've... I, like yeah, when like Philippa Anderson came in, I yeah. thought it was a terrific Fantastic. signing. Yeah. Halil, I mean, was good, who would have Anderson? expected West Ham to sign Sebastian Haller, right? Yeah. And, and you look at some of the other players that have come in. When this player sign, you look at it and go like, hey, that's that's mm-hmm. a pretty uh-huh. good
0: signing. He's yeah. just but not you, worked out. But then you've then you got to look at the back as well and defensively. I mean, yes, you know Fabians, Fabianski, I think is a decent you know goalkeeper in the Premier League. But, you know, is, is that as, as good as you're going to get mm. at West Ham? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they could do a little bit better there. Um, yeah, you know, and then they go out and sign Darren Randolph, you know, <laughs> as a backup. Um, then you've got, you know, the back line, the, the, the centre-backs, you know, Issa Diop. Just don't play that Spanish guy. Yeah. Again, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you look at the back line and, you know, you've got Issa Diop. He's a young, uh, you know, 23, 24. You know, he, he's a, but where's that experienced head? You know, you've got Bono who's, you know, hot and cold. You, you don't really have a stable back line. Right back I think is still an issue for them. Winston Reid is still their best defender. Winston, yeah, <laughs> yeah and and he hasn't played for two exactly, years. Yeah. You know, you've got you got your right back situation where you've got um Pablo Zabaleta that they're playing, you know, Ryan Fredericks, you know, when he's, well, he's still it's still not a concrete position. There's there's still yeah. a lot of what is your settled. 11 what is your best 11 Jack is always injured you know he, there, yeah. there's no other option in midfield Mark Noble and Declan Rice I think they played every single game this season you know it's just been crazy yeah
2: alright well West Ham a lot of work to do it was just their third win in their last 14 in the Premier
0: League. What Sorry, what about Southampton, you know, Danny Ings not starting, you know, but in
2: I, a I, game like appa- this?
0: But apparently he picked up a knock in training. He that was all right to come on, right? He was all right to come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for me, I'm always the kind, like, if you're good enough to be to, fit enough for the bench, you know, you should be fit enough to play essentially, you know, um, so, so I thought it was quite, but you know, Obafemi came in in his, in this place and, and did score. But he did. All right. Yeah. So Yeah. He can't really knock all it right. too much.
2: Let's move on to the Sunday game. Everton one, Man United one, VAR reared its ugly head <laughs> in this game. Uh, Ancelotti got red carded. It all went off towards the <laughs> end. Um, first of all, uh, I'm sure everybody knows most of what happened. Uh, was it offside? Was VAR correct in ruling out Everton's winner?
4: Yeah, I think it was. I, I, I can understand the confusion surrounding it uh, because of the way the, the, the circumstances that uh, and, and the way uh, uh, the law can get interpreted at times. But I, I thought it was a fair decision. I mean, the, you've seen a number of people attempting to explain it on Twitter. And I think the most easiest way, the, the most succinct way to, to explain it is um, if he had left his foot with, not removed Sigerson left his foot there and the ball had hit the foot that would have been interruption but by removing his foot he's acknowledging that he's in a position that's interfering in the first place yeah right so it, it doesn't really matter if the ball touches you or not if and, you're there you're, you're offside and you're in the, in the path where the ball is going you, you're offside yeah.
0: okay uh, I mean I I really couldn't understand the confusion. I couldn't understand Ancelotti's protest. I mean I'm guessing that he has a monitor um on his bench where he's seen the replay and you know, and uh and then he's gone to the referee and um it's either you know he, he doesn't know the rule, which I, I find it very hard to believe a manager of his kind of calibre. Um, but it was him, it was, you know, Calvert Lewin's reaction post match. Yeah, yeah, yeah um I, I just didn't get it. I thought. Couple I think of them,
3: the, Stephen Piena was also. Yeah. <laughs> he he but, was but, not, but the rule he was is,
0: not happy. Is, 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 is what it is. And I had, um, any p- opposing player in the six yard
2: box who is deemed not interfering with play is not doing his job properly. Right, if you're an opposing player in a six yard box you've got to be interfering in play because your, your plan is to score a goal yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I mean but I, I, I just I was just confused about the whole thing because I mean as soon as I saw the replay I saw surely you know yeah. I mean and, and you know the protest and then you see the replay after I mean surely there's a case because you know you talk about the line of vision as well yeah. and you know when when um, uh, Calvert-Lewin takes his shot it deflects off Maguire yeah. and Sigurdsson's sitting you know, right in front of Maguire in that kind of line of vision. So it's affecting De Gea yeah. in, in whichever way he's facing that way. So it's in his line of vision. Apart from that, this was a game
2: that showcased two goalkeepers who were talked about, who are international uh, goalkeepers, but who made schoolboy errors. Oh. First of all, the gears one to oh. to gift the, uh, the Calvert-Lewin goal.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's, that was really difficult to comprehend. I mean, you, De- David here tends to take risks like this yeah. um, in, in games when, when opposition players press him. He'll kind of like flick it on the other side sometimes and take that shot. And I was half expecting him to do that here, especially with Calvert-Lewin with, with, uh, pressing him aggressively. I thought he was going to sort of drag the ball mm-hmm. to the other side mm-hmm. and then find a way to distribute it to defenders. But he was so relaxed and so nonchalantly just trying to clear it, even when Calvert-Lewin was so close by. Um, yeah that one really yeah. caught me off guard honestly and and the moment that goal went in I thought here we go again yeah. this is yeah. like I mean, this is like Everton good, in yeah. 2019 yeah. you know yeah. like the I mean, April. Goodison,
0: Goodison Park's not yeah. a great great it's, play for yeah, United like, to go oh my god some absolute uh, nightmares there but, but he, he did make it up uh, at the with, end he with, did with some yeah, with, with a fantastic save at the end just before this this whole commotion yeah, with the disallowed yeah, goal yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but
2: let's talk nick uh, tell us about the bruno fernandes effect at man united then he's been involved in in three he's got three goals already right
3: yeah he's he's pretty much been the the focal point of united's mini transformation right since since making his debut United um, have yet to lose a game. I think they've won uh, what three three on the trot. Yeah. You know, amazing performance in the Europa League. He was also the focal point, and uh, you know he was added again. You know, he, he, this this was a player that I think everyone is, is sort of lamenting why didn't he come on earlier I think that's the first question that has yeah. been thrown towards pundits towards uh, Ole uh, and even we discuss it uh, on a, on yeah, a very and, regular and we're, basis Word is not
0: available for that answer <laughs> <right now. laughs> yeah, I mean I think the, the, the biggest compliment I can, I can give him is you know coming from the Portuguese league um, you know, one week you're playing in the Portuguese league. Next week you're playing, in, you know, in front of eighty thousand in, in the Premier League. It's a, it's a step up. It, it really is in terms of uh, physicality, in terms of pace. Um, he's just fitness. carried on, right? Because and, and, and he's just slotted into it. and 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 you know, since he's joined United, it's like he's been playing in the
2: Premier but League I, for for years. Nineteen goals in his last twenty one yeah. games for Sporting and for Manchester United.
4: I. I I think most United fans would even be happy with a quarter or half of that contribution, yeah. right? Uh, and I think even point, and, I, and I think even he We'll obviously look to score as much I don't as possible. Think they've,
2: they've, United have had it all from one person before. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> no, but the thing is, part of the reason why he's assimilated so easily, I think, there are still bits and pieces of him needing to get adjusted to yeah, some of the players yeah. in the team, For sure. uh, anticipating some of the runs that his teammates make. But those will come with time. But the reason why he's just adapted so seamlessly is because of the sheer arrogance that he yeah. comes with. Yeah. And and I'm saying this in a very positive way he's not a pompous guy who's overestimating his ability he knows what he can do and he takes that with him on the pitch I mean the fact that to score your first United goal from the spot the way he did yeah you know, like most players wouldn't have the guts to attempt that method on your. You know, trying to when you're trying to get your first goal for the club, right? Yeah. With a the chance there, you could potentially miss this and influence headlines around the world. He he went ahead and did that, right? And he's done that two times now, and and, and you see him taking ownership yeah. over how United need to play, uh, instructing players around mm, him, and mm. he's instantly just made things better. And the the takeaway from this is, uh, for me at the very least, is it just goes to show how big of a difference. A positive player or someone Absolutely. a better player the, the can right make to this signing. United team right we've signing, been we've yeah. been slamming yeah, yeah. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer all season long saying that he's got good enough of a squad that it's not performing and now you, when you finally put a proper f- footballer at his hands yeah. and you see the way Man United are performing in the last three or four games and you think to yourself well a couple more good signings yeah. add to the current signings that have already been made and this United team yeah. will be ready to compete for top four again. I
0: think the main thing about that is is the creativity as well that he brings you know the final third you know that that Pass that extra, you know, shot and goal. Yeah. I think if you yeah. look at United over the past few weeks as well, you know, that's all increased. Yeah, you know, the, the amount of chances yeah, yeah, created yeah. Um, and, and things like that. So you know, it gives Martial more chances. You yeah. know, whether he takes it or not, it's different thing. But it's creating that. You know, I think United over the over the past few months have been uh, pre. Um, uh, Bruno Fernandes he's had been guilty of not creating enough, not playing yeah, yeah, yeah. the defence
2: of the goalkeeper. There have been not no pressure. shots on yeah, goal right? he's,
4: yeah. he's a man who wants the ball. Yeah. And you don't see a lot of that at Man United, right? You see no. players like Matic Fred, who I think they want the ball, but they want to quickly distribute yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. They don't and want to hold on to it too he's long. Sideways. Bruno Fernandes, yeah, regardless yeah. of whether he misplaces the pass or he gets it on target, yeah. it doesn't matter. He always wants the ball and he always wants yeah. to hold on to it. And, and that's refreshing. And
2: his all Portuguese battle with. Yeah, it was pretty
4: yeah.
0: good to watch, <laughs> yeah. They were like, it was really, yeah. and, and and sorry, can we just a little shout-out for Andre Gomez? Yeah. You
2: know? yeah. yeah. Amazing I thought, recovery. I think he
3: yes. got injured, what, earlier this season, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you
2: know what? Soon Graham Souness on Sky Sports had a great point. He said uh, United
0: should use Everton's physios yeah. and doctors. Well, you, you, you on compare, Pogba. Yeah. You compare Pogba <laughs> and him. I mean, this is a guy who broke his leg or his ankle, oh, sorry. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, and, and it was it was a mess. I mean, we saw we all saw the images. Um absolute credit to, to the medical popper staff. But maybe popper
2: aggravated it at the wedding whilst he was dancing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Or yeah. one of his Instagram videos. Yeah, or
0: one of the videos. Um, can, can I just say, you know, this was a this was a great match. I thought Everton were, were fantastic in the second half of the United, you know, uh, showed great character after the first goal uh, that they conceded, you know, to come back into the match and, you know, really should have done a little bit more to get another goal. But um, Harry Maguire from those uh, from the corner kicks towards the end... He just kept winning United, all the headers. Yeah, him when United were, were getting bombarded. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the kind of delivery that you know yeah. Sigurdsson and yeah. Baines yeah. Can, can put into that box. He was absolutely fantastic. And again, the, this is a player that at some yeah. point earlier in the season,
4: people were saying that he's going to be a flop, money. not worth yeah. the money. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't really matter. I'm not comparing him to any other centre-backs yeah. in yeah. world yeah. football. But for what he has done for Man like United's defence yeah. yeah. alone, yeah. I'm just evaluating him based on that alone. Yeah. And it's been a terrific signing.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, uh, another break. Stick with us. Back right after this.
0: Because whilst he's there, it's been very difficult for other clubs to get near them. He's that good. Off the
5: ball on BFM
0: 89.9. England's highest
4: quality title race of all time. But coming out on top
0: again in the Premier League.
5: City. Off the ball on BFM 89.9.
2: Yeah, thanks for sticking with us, uh, Keishnan, Nicholas, and Craig in the studio. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. You can follow us. On Instagram and on Facebook, just search out BFM Football. Now, probably the hottest striker in the EPL right now is a tiny Portuguese guy who plays for Wolves who goes (laughs) by the name of Diego Jota. Six goals uh, in his last three games. It's all coming in the last ten days. (laughs) He's just on fire Where's Where the
4: has he been the whole <laughs> season?
0: And he's been with them since their championship
4: yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Championship
2: yeah. Day. yeah,
0: But And he's only 23. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. No, but, but where has he been this season? He's
4: Honestly. Yeah, exactly. No, but he's, he's had a, I think at one point he had a, a long time out with a bit of an injury as well. If I'm not mistaken, one of the games again, because they've played Man United so yeah. many times they yeah. I lose track. <laughs> but one of the games he just sort of made his return or something along that line. But he's obviously been great. But you, you, you look at this Wolves side and they've got so many of those young Portuguese they, they signed a guy in January Pedro I can't remember his name is it Pedro Neto no, no, no it's not he was at the start yeah it? he's a winger they signed him in Germany from uh, in January from Olympia course. can't recall his name mm-hmm. now but he's a young Portuguese player that's highly rated as well Ruben Neves is also 22 yeah. 23 right so they, they've got really proper talent in this team and and it's starting to work out this game was absolutely oh, brilliant yeah. this
2: is just good fun uh, let, let's start with Spurs yeah they've got problems um, Mourinho can keep moaning every week, but nothing we didn't know. It's 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 not. The problem that we all probably perceived before because we thought with Kane and Saw now it'd be scoring goals. That's their problem. Yeah. They're scoring. Spurs scored score two
3: in this game. Yeah. But they're letting in... But okay, the backline, okay. The, the back line, okay. Yeah. Can so we why, talk about why, the backline? It's, those it's two no players. longer, yeah, Vertonghen and Adewarelle. Why he did they start? Yeah. Tanganga and... I, I, only Jose and, and his assistant. Because I saw them one. on the bench. And yeah. so why when they, looks,
5: right?
2: I
3: don't think they were
4: injured. So why yeah. when they... I mean, it was a huge game against Wolves.
3: And very uncharacteristic of Mourinho. Well, for this for Spurs it. to go 2-1 up. Yeah. And then, you know, the, yeah. the manner in which they conceded, it was absolutely soft, both and, goals. And
2: yeah, it was strange because Jose against a direct opponent is extra safe, if yeah. anything, right? You know, he'll, he'll go for this one and he'll tighten it up if he was in the lead I mean, and we, all that. we
4: did speak about this a few weeks back where we, we, we talked about the potential of Mourinho evolving as yeah, a manager, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's being less defensive than he usually was in yep, the past yep. I mean it's both a positive and a negative because in against games like in, in games like this especially when you've got the lead already mm. um you, you've got to play it safe because you know Wolves can yep. be really direct and they've been on good form as well over the last uh, <laughs> uh, couple of weeks or so so this was a really yeah. difficult
0: one uh, I think this is where you know Mourinho um ha- has to hold his hands up and say you know I I'll probably messed this one up um, you know Tanganga. Uh, you know we swear he's a young kid as well. Yeah. You know, and mm. yes, he's had a lot of games coming into it. Um, th- th- there's absolutely no excuse. And un- he gave Troy Parrott all of three minutes. Tro- well, Troy. yeah, <laughs> Troy Parrott. But yeah. but the thing with this is is you know you you look at your striker situation and um and and you got Kane out, you got Son out. Those are probably going to be your two strikers. You know, and and this this kid Troy Parrott. Yes, he's seventeen year seventeen eighteen yeah, years old, yeah. but he's made his. His Irish senior international <laughs> debut. International already. Debut, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you have, so that's international level. And you got your club manager saying, He's not ready for the Premier League. Like, how does that actually work? But because, we, well, because you, we've and, and I saw an interview. You and I know how how petty Jose Mourinho yeah, is. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but this, yeah, is kid, I mean? this is a kid. This is a kid who's highly rated. Yeah. He, he really is. And and you go back to when you know Kane was in a similar kind of position. You know? um, maybe not as high. He, I don't think he even was as highly rated as as. No, he, he hasn't got Parrot's pace. That's for but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, this is a kid. I saw an interview with with Jamie Carragher. Uh, uh, Sorry, Jamie Redknapp. And and he was saying, you know, I've got, you know, uh, my contacts and my mates in in the Tottenham Academy. And they're saying that this kid is the real deal. And, and no one can can understand why he's not been given the chance, especially at... I mean, he's not going to get in when Son's fit. He's not going to get in when yeah, Kane's fit. Exactly. But if, any, if there's ever an opportunity, it'll probably be this.
3: Spurs, Spurs, I think they have had strikers' issues. Not only this season, it ha- it dates back yeah. to, to two seasons, three seasons ago. You look at the likes of Fernando Laurente, mm-hmm, experienced mm-hmm. striker, you know, but... Most of his time was spent warming the bench, and even Vincent Jensen, who signed, uh, uh, who came on for a very lofty uh, fee, you know, he had all the qualities, proven goalscorer in the Dutch league. Obviously, he didn't make an impact, but I don't think he was given enough time to yeah. make an impact. Yeah. Uh, it's it's possibly due to Harry Kane, you know, being the talisman and the over reliance on him. And even when he's out, you know, managers uh, beat Pochettino or now even Mourinho, they are afraid to put their trust in in younger strikers.
2: Okay,
0: um, well, uh, great win. For for wolves, but, but this sorry, this result yeah. really heats up that that yeah. You I mean yeah. you got Chelsea dropping points, you got United dropping points. So
2: wolves are on a level and, level points with Man United now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the race for fourth and Man United are trailing Chelsea in fourth by three points. Sheffield yes. United
4: are only five points behind yeah. exactly. Chelsea as well yeah. so today, and mates, with the game in hand, the game in hand. hand. Game yeah.
0: In yeah. Hand. yeah. So, uh, so so it's a really and Arsenal aren't too far behind, you know, as yeah. bad as you want to say. Uh, okay. That they've been. Final break. When we come back,
2: we'll we'll come back with our winners and losers, and then we'll talk msl and if we have time fa cup fifth round all next
5: where's the try and he's
1: always prepared to give it a go
5: off the ball on bfm 89.9 captain leader legend off the ball on bfm 89.9
2: this week's winners and losers
6: Monday's big winner is Pep Guardiola and his Manchester City side. They beat Aston Villa 2-1 on Sunday at Wembley to notch their third Carabao Cup in succession. City had 70% possession of the ball and although Villa put up a fight, the result was never in doubt. So for winning eight of the last nine available domestic trophies, including community shields, we say Pep Guardiola and Man City, you are Monday's big winners. Honourable mentions go to Ismail Assar of Watford for his brace and assist to end Liverpool's unbeaten run. To Chelsea left-back Marcus Alonso for his brace against Bournemouth to earn Chelsea a point. To West Ham's Jarrett Bowen for a lively display on his first start which included a goal. To Roy Hodgson and his Crystal Palace side for ending their seven-year hoodoo of not winning at Brighton's AMAC Stadium to Everton's Dominic Calvert-Lewin for keeping his impressive scoring run going with that opportunistic effort against David De Gea. And finally, to Wolves' Diogo Jota, six goals in his last three games, all in the last ten days. Is there a more informed forward at the moment in the EPL? Monday's big loser is Jose Mourinho and his Spurs side. They lost to a direct rival in the race for a Champions League spot and now find themselves in seventh, trailing Wolves by two points. Suddenly, the midweek FA Cup tie against Norwich looks massive. So for slumping to their third defeat in a row in all competitions, we say Jose Mourinho and Spurs, you are Monday's big losers. Dishonourable mentions go to Frank Lampard and Chelsea. Just one win in their last five, they're lucky to still be holding on to fourth spot. To Grand Potter's Brighton, they racked up 24 shots against Palace without hitting the back of the net. To the Liverpool defence for an uncharacteristic off day at Vicarage Road. To Newcastle United, they failed to score for the fourth game in succession. And finally, to Manchester United goalkeeper David De Gea, he probably cost his side two points on Sunday.
2: Producer Tasha there with the weekend's winners and losers. You know, I watched the start of the Newcastle-Burnley game and the commentator led off with, there's never been a goalless draw between Newcastle United and Burnley. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
4: ah, jinxed it right away
2: <laughs> Right away um, Okay, uh, we're rapidly running out of time Look, MSL got underway this weekend Very exciting stuff JDT played their first game in their spanking new stadium on Friday Doubled up as the Charity Shield They beat Kedah 1-0 You were there, Kish And it was, it was jam-packed, right? It was Full uh, house.
4: It was a great atmosphere um, The boys of Straits, which the Ultras group that support JDT They were they were you know, clearly excited by the prospect of of you know sitting and chanting in a new stadium, and then the noise levels was incredible. Game wise, though, it wasn't the greatest of games. No. Uh, understandably, I think because JDT were off the back of that hammering from Visal uh, Kobe, Kobe in the AFC yeah. Champions mm-hmm. League, um, and when you play in a new stadium uh, for the first time, nerves you're, must you're, you know, get you. You, you, right, you want yeah, 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 to get it off to a good start, yeah, so yeah, they were yeah. slightly more conservative in yeah. their approach. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, Matthew Davis, who had yeah, just joined them yeah, from yeah. Pang, made his debut, looked good at right back, but they weren't creating much, could have packed them back in the first half a lot, yeah. could have scored on a couple of occasions. Yeah. But in the end, it was a slim 1-0 win and it, it it gets them off to a real positive start.
2: Uh, Slangor went away to Pahang on Saturday, and
0: Brendan Gunn inspired two-one win. Craig, <laughs> yeah, goal and assist. Uh, I mean, what a way to introduce yourselves to the Slangor fans. He's already loved. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, No, no, it, was, it, it wasn't the best of performances um, yeah. uh, uh, from Slangor. You know, I mean, and going into the game, you know, uh, a few of the players talking to them, you know, they knew it was a tough game um, going away uh, to a, to a decent side like Pahang, even though they've lost Matt Davis, as 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 Keish pointed out just now. Um, they were, you know. Samari as well uh, not be, but they've got some, some good uh, Dixon's, there, right? Dixon's yeah. still there uh, they got Ivan Carlos who scored for Bahang. he, he looks like he's going to be a handful this season he's going to score a few goals um, but it, it wasn't it wasn't Slango's was best performances. I think they, they did really well in the transfer market. Um, they, they, they've really beefed up the squad. Um, there's a lot more to come from them this season. There's, yeah. they, and I think you'll see that, you know, throughout this year. I think, um, you know, it's just like going on what you said about JDT, you know, no one hit that 100%, uh, you know, it's going to start off the season off to a yeah, flyer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, getting that three points, you know, uh, is the most important thing. You...
2: Nick, for you, who's going to be JDT's closest challengers this season?
3: I would I would have to go with Slango. Um, I think they they are the most uh, consistent in terms of squad, but also in terms of management, which is very crucial um, in in yeah. Malaysian football context. You know, yeah. if the management is structured properly, it reflects onto the pitch. You, and- you're
2: referring to Satya and Cole.
3: Yeah and and just Dr. the Johan general and management and, uh, uh, yeah. as a whole and I think Slango have yeah. got that and they have got a very balanced squad you know with the addition of Brendan Gunn yeah. they've got Rufino who was the top scorer yeah. in I'm the back. 2018 yeah. season you know he's yeah. like a brand new player for them you know Ifa is always going to get you goals as well Safwan uh, Safwan as well you know so you know goal getters from all over the park you know they've got uh, Taylor Regan in in defense you know so that that stability is, yeah. is still there and yeah you know if if Slango can put together a consistent uh, run of performance, you know I would like to see them push. The warrior. Yeah,
2: Well, I, I understand they're playing all their home games at Bukit Jalil, which may I, work I think against just
0: for, them. It's just for a while, I think.
2: Um,
3: um, They've
0: announced it only for one game, yeah. actually.
2: They've figure yeah. out
4: an
0: alternate solution.
4: Well, from have got from to fix what I,
2: that roof in Shah so yeah. from,
0: from what I understand, they're going to remove the roof at Shah Alam Stadium. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so that will result so if it does pour down. Well, um, uh, it will just
2: have a it's normal gonna, shower as <laughs> opposed yeah. to a um, rain shower. So, so
0: I don't know if that's going to be ready for the following um, home game. Match day. Yeah, yeah, but uh,
4: uh, Bukit Jalil is not—it's—it's it's expensive to play there.
0: Yeah, so I can ex- expect well, you,
4: you can expect Selangor to play in a couple of other atmosphere grounds. Atmosphere would be difficult. Yeah, yeah UiTM yeah. has been a great yeah. shot for for yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, second yeah. team plays there. Yeah. But, okay.
2: Um, Very very quickly Let's just run through Some of the FA Cup They they complain about The FA Cup Losing (laughs) its gloss And all that And you put The FA Cup Fifth round A very important (laughs) round Over (laughs) Tuesday Wednesday (laughs) And Thursday (laughs) You've totally lost Your Asian audience You know what I mean (laughs) English English FA Hello
3: (laughs)
0: Do they not know The importance Of the Asian
2: (laughs) market With
3: with, with the COVID-19 Virus spreading You know They they would (laughs) hope That people want to Stay home Instead of going to the Stadium, so Uh, you know at least you get a TV audience.
2: Portsmouth, take on Arsenal tonight. Pompeii are in League One these days. They're third though. Uh Arsenal, yeah, this one could be a banana skin. Chelsea versus Liverpool is a standout tie uh, on Wednesday, 3 45 a.m. What kind of Liverpool team is gonna be playing? Oh,
0: that'll be very interesting all to right. see. Yeah, I think all fantasy football managers will be looking at mm. that one sure. very
2: closely. West Brom Newcastle. I see Steve Bruce leaving us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I, just... I, think, I think West Brom nah. will put out a second second string. You know, you they, so? they they just lost in uh, oh, yeah. 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 so, so yeah. the lead in the championship yeah. is not yeah. the greatest. They've got leads very hot on, on their Heel, so they, they may not want to pay this. Now competition I'm sure Brendan Rodgers
2: and Leicester City will be looking to this season's FA Cup as a possibility of, of picking up some silverware. They've had a great season already. Yeah. They host Norwich. Sorry, they host Birmingham, oh, Birmingham City.
0: Yeah. Midlands derby. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be an easy one. Um, Birmingham City, um, Madison's old club, right? No, he, he was from Norwich. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you got Jude uh, Bellingham there. Jude Ooh. Bellingham, the yeah.
2: sixteen-year-old that everybody yeah. wants to
0: sign. Yeah, he, he's been good. They made a few good loan signings as well. Scott Huggins moved over from Villa uh, to, to Birmingham City. So. Um, um, they're, they're, they're I mean, they mid-table, I think, in the in the championship, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Right?
2: Uh, sorry, sorry, we're rapidly out of time. Uh, Spurs, Norwich, Derby County, Man United. are uh, wrap up your fifth round. time. to
0: Wayne really mm-hmm. I know,
2: yeah. I know. Uh, we'll talk about those on Friday. For now, we're out of time, so I'm going to say thank you, Keish. Cheers, Ross. Uh, thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, Ross. And thanks, Craig. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, guys. Speak to you Friday. Have a great week. <laughs>